Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yes, 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 yes. YouTube, we are live. You know what it is. It is a terrible, I say terrible or terrific, but terrific or terrible trade show going up on a Friday with my patrons, the squad members, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Just drop the link. So we are going to get into it once everybody joins in, but we're getting to that point in time. In the, uh, the the fantasy football season where like trade deadlines are approaching, right? They're, they're right here. Trade deadlines are approaching. So I, I still struggle with this philosophical sort of thing. Like in Dynasty League, should there even be a trade deadline? I think so, uh, because you don't want teams who are really in contention uh, to, to win that title to just like tank right away, right? And then kind of get screwed. So uh for me personally, in Dynasty Leagues, we do have a trade deadline, and right after the season, it opens back up, and then it's a free-for-all. But I know a lot of people kind of kind of talk about that, that philosophical uh, kind of, I guess, strategy point in, in Dynasty Leagues, do you have a trade deadline? But we're going to let some of the patrons get in, because this is their show. I do it for them. I do it for y'all too, YouTube, but we got to have them in the chat, got to have them uh, contributing to these good and these bad trades. So we'll get rolling here in a second. They are flowing in. What's up, man? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I am pumped. Pumped. There was some um there were some interesting deals that happened this week. And I'll start with myself. I made a couple of uh of of interesting ones myself and we'll talk about those 
here in a, in a few seconds. But um, yeah, y'all are rolling in. As long as you have trades in the offseason to keep things flowing, it's good. Yeah, that's how I feel. You know, um, we stop it. That way, no crazy shit happens. You know, people selling off everything. And then it really kind of affects the integrity of the playoffs and the actual champion uh, of that league. But as soon as it's over, I mean, as soon as week 16 is done, open it back up and uh, free for all have those trades. I don't I don't understand locking it down for the entire offseason. That makes no sense. Like until, you know, rookie draft season or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, here we go. We are, uh, we're going to get rolling. We're going to get rolling. We are live right now. Got the comment box up. So keep the chat going. Tell me if these trades are terrific or absolute crap and they're terrible. And the good thing about this, the good thing about the show is in the discord, I'll tell people to just post the stuff in the channel. And I, I know a lot of times people tag me just to make sure that I see it, but I try not to, I try not to look at them. Like I really try not. Some of them I'm like, damn, that's a good deal. I, I just got to say it, but I try hard not to look at it because I want my reaction right now on this show to be authentic, real, and just keeping it a hunter, right? Like, what do I feel about these deals? So, um, can we sip some Jay Nasalwood talking to the trade show? Boz, I mean, yeah, Charleston Rambo, you know, he's a player that I was really, really high on coming into the season, and he's sort of taking a step back. Marvin Mims looks like he's the guy right now at Oklahoma, followed by when 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 my man comes back, I think it's going to be those two, and we'll see what happens with Charleston Rambo. But it's it's always a good day to talk a little Sooners football, man. We got the Pac-12. Pac-12 is back. King Keaton Slovis. We get to see Slovis. I think the Cal and Washington game is canceled. Bummer. But we get to see Demetric Felton from UCLA. Big time fan of Felton's talent. If you don't know who he is, go look him up. He's this dual threat, running back, wide receiver hybrid. He played primarily wide receiver last year with Joshua Kelly there. Uh, but now he is projected to be the starting running back for UCLA. And I think he's going to make a ton of noise. Super excited to watch Oregon. Their defense is absolutely filthy with Kevon Thibodeau and uh, who's the uh, Justin Flo, the incoming linebacker. But we'll talk. We'll talk college football later. Let's jump into the trade show, and I'm going to start with a series of moves that I made in one of the DLF Champion Cup Series leagues. Uh, Twelve team dynasty, pretty standard stuff. PPR. And my draft was horrible. I have no clue what I was doing. I was feeling myself, drafting all these players, and it, it just didn't work out. So it's fire sale season for old GQ. So I made quite a few moves in this league. And the first one started with Jonathan Taylor, giving up Jonathan Taylor. I traded JT, that's me, Podzilla, traded Jonathan Taylor for two first round picks in 2021 and Cortland Sutton. Both of those first round picks projected to be top six picks. So super flex leagues, we know two to possibly three quarterbacks will be within those first uh, first six picks, first couple of picks. So it's going to push down either a Najee, a Travis Etienne, a Jamar Chase, a Jalen Waddle, a Rondell Moore, if Mac Jones is drafted in the first round. And this was a trade that happened prior to JT's injury game, whatever was wrong with them is 22 carry 22 yard gain game. And I feel great about it. Like I feel great about it. Two first round picks and Cortland Sutton for Jonathan Taylor. I'll take it. I followed that up literally like an hour later and I gave up Philip Lindsay, Latavius Murray, 
Nuke Hopkins, and I received Marquise Brown, Miles Gaskin, a 2021 first, a 2021 second, a 20, another 2021 second, and a 2021 third round pick. And in that deal, let me know, terrible or terrific on that one. I feel like it was a good deal. Again, this team is horrible. I have no shot at winning. DeAndre Hopkins, a what, what's, what's Nuke? 28, 29, 30-year-old wide receiver almost, who's going to do me no good because it's going to take me a couple of years to, to even be competitive. So to pull off two second-round picks, a first-round pick, a third-round pick, Hollywood Brown and whatever Miles Gaskins may give me in the future, I thought it, I thought it was a good deal. I'd be interested to hear what y'all think about that one. Um, and then also uh, a couple of days later, I traded Sam Darnold for Mike Williams, Jalen Hurts, and I got my 2021 second round pick back in that deal, which is going to be a high pick. So trading Sam Darnold, get the allure of what Jalen Hurts could be. Maybe Mike Williams playing kind of well this year. Mike Williams with Justin Herbert there, he hasn't looked bad. So all in all, in this league, I just said, screw it. At this point in the season, these guys aren't going to help me outside of Jonathan Taylor, but the, the capital that I received, and now I'm sitting in that league with six first-round picks in 2021, uh, four second-round picks in 2021, and like three third-round picks. So I feel like I'll have a, a lot of draft capital to play with come draft season. But let's get to the squad. Let's get to the patrons. And this first deal... This first deal, let me get to the setup, is a half-point PPR Superflex 12-team league. Uh, the first-round pick in this deal should be around the 7 to 10-ish range. So here we go. And in this deal, uh, Miles Sanders was acquired for Kenyon Drake, a 2021 first-round pick, a 2021 second-round pick, and an additional, uh, and in a 2022 second-round pick. So Miles Sanders for Drake, a first, a second, and a second in 2022, half-point PPR, 12-teamer, and that first-round pick is a 7 to 10 range. Uh, uh, this one for me, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible. If you're a Miles Sanders truther, if you believe in the talent of Miles Sanders being a what top eight dynasty running back, then you get your guy. You get your guy. This to me, this is a trade where whoever received Miles Sanders, they believe in that talent and you go do what it takes in order to get your guy. That's what I, that's how I honestly feel about that deal. Would I have done that? Probably not because I'm not as much on the Miles Sanders train as other people are. So for me, that seven to 10 range, and let's just split it down the middle. And I'll even say ninth pick in the 2021 draft. I would probably take that ninth pick, that second round pick in the 2022 second. And although Kenyon Drake has been kind of stank this year, he's probably going to at least continue to be a serviceable running back for us in fantasy. So again, I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible, but for me, I would prefer the pick side of this deal. But this is a classic case of if that's if you believe in a player, if you believe in a player, I do not believe there's some such thing as too many people focus on winning a deal. I don't dynasty like that. Go get your guy. If Miles Sanders is your guy, go get your guy. And I, I believe this is a deal where... Um, 
you know, the, the the Sanders owner was happy and the the owner who received the picks in Kenyon Drake probably feel pretty good about this deal as well. So we're going to go on to uh, an interesting one. And this is a player who everybody in the fantasy community, besides a couple of people, pretty much shit on throughout the entire pre-draft process. But I've backtracked my stance on this player about two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said, this is the back you want to own in this backfield. And it's involving Zach Moss, the running back from the Buffalo Bills. So Zach Moss was acquired in a, don't really have the details of what kind of league it is, uh, but we're going to assume it's a PPR league or at least half point PPR. And uh, Zach Moss for Justin Jackson and Damian Harris. Give me Zach Moss. Excellent deal. Excellent deal. Excellent deal. Uh, Jackson, Justin Jackson. I said Josh Jackson, Justin Jackson. Weak. I'm not a fan of Justin Jackson. And y'all know how I feel about Damian Harris. I think he's just a guy. Zach Moss looks good, man. Zach Moss looks good. I I, I want the Zach Moss side of that deal. So I'm going to bring in the applause sounder right here. There we go. We're going to get some applause cracking. I like the Zach Moss side of that deal. I don't even know if you can hear it. I don't know. I got the thing on mute. So, all right, next deal we're going to talk about, uh, what do I put? Shitstorm. So that must be the team name. Yeah. Team name. So this is a 12 team super flex tight end premium league. This league, little context here. This league is doing a possible points for draft order and I'm third from last. All right. So let's just see. We don't need our context. Let's see the deal. The, the, the torrential shitstorm. What a team name gave up Tyler Boyd, Tyreek Hill, and I'm assuming they received, yeah, they received Chase Claypool and CeeDee Lamb. So Tyler Boyd and Tyreek Hill for Chase Claypool and CeeDee Lamb. 12-team, super flex, tight end premium. Uh, and this this move improves this owner's chances, uh, this fantasy manager's chances of uh, securing Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in the draft by giving away probably Boyd and Hill. I like it. Like I'd rather Hill and Boyd, but if you're going to move Hill and Boyd, you get CeeDee Lamb and Chase Claypool. I don't feel like that's a bad deal. I don't think it's, I don't think it's terrible at all. Uh, I wouldn't call it terrific, but in, and here's my thing. I'm being transparent with y'all. I've been selling Tyreek Hill. I've been trading him away in a lot of leagues where I'm not an immediate competitor. He's clearly the biggest like game changing wide receiver in the game. Like he can be not doing anything for the entire game and then catch one 60 yard bomb from Mahomes and then take a screen play 52 yards of the house, two catches. He's got over hundred yards and 30 fantasy points. Um, but I just, I just prefer a little more consistency than the volatility that Tyreek Hill gives, but there's no doubt that he's a top five dynasty wide receiver. So, and Tyler Boyd, I believe he's PPR wide receiver eight on the season. A lot of people be sleeping on Tyler Boyd. Boyd is nice, man. Boyd is a damn good wide receiver and he and T Higgins with Joe Burrow are going to be fantastic for the long term. I just did a film breakdown on Juju Smith-Schuster. Check that out on the Destination Debbie YouTube channel. But I do believe that Pittsburgh moves on from Juju. And then you've got Chase Claypool probably operating as the number one because Deontay Johnson cannot stay healthy. So you get the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh and the potential number one wide receiver in Dallas for Boyden Hill. I like that deal. Not a bad deal whatsoever. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, You know, 
Solid deal, solid deal. So we're going to go to another CD Lamb. And, and one of the patrons just said, uh, love that deal receiving Claypool and CD Lamb. CD will only go up and Claypool will be that guy in a year. Uh, I'm selling Tyreek and boy, Tyreek is inconsistent, but can win weeks. Yeah, that's sort of what I talked about right there. That's sort of what I talked about right there. And then Brian also said, it's good if if your option to get a Lawrence or Fields for sure, then I think it's good. Yeah, and that's what he said. So to provide that context, possible points, you get rid of those top, top scores. CeeDee Lamb is not going to score as much as Tyreek Hill. And, and Boyd, neither is Chase Claypool. So that sort of secures him to getting one of those uh one of those wide receivers, uh, one of those quarterbacks in 2021. So let's go to another CD Lamb deal. This is a 10 team super flex PPR league and somebody acquired CD Lamb, one of the patrons for Kenny Galladay. Good deal. Good deal. We don't even have to go too much into that. That's a solid deal. I would prefer CD Lamb to Kenny Galladay in Dynasty. There's all kinds of stuff about him wanting a contract. He's hurt. He's not hurt. He's talented. We don't know if he's going to play. What's going on with Stafford, Patricia, yada, yada, yada. Easy peasy. Give me CeeDee Lamb in this deal. All right. Big boy deal. Let me set this up for y'all. Big trade. Big trade. Big trade. 12 team. One QB PPR. All right. This was on... Okay, so this happened in September. Don't know why it's posted now, but it happened in September, September 22nd. And the first I gave up was a mid first at the time. Now looking like a solid top two pick. All right. So it's not as great. But after today, still super happy. No doubt. Okay, so he gave up a top two pick. I ended up trading the second for Justin Herbert. There's a lot going on, man. We got to get to the point. Let's just look at the damn deal. Let's look at the damn deal. So this trade was DK Metcalf and a 2021 second round pick for Henry Ruggs, Van Jefferson, and a 2021 first. And that 2021 first is looking like the 101 or the 102. So you trade the 101 or 102 in a 1QB, so it's not even super flex. PPR 12-team league, you get a 2021 second in DK Metcalf. Looks good to me. Looks good to me. It's not even super flex, right? So 1QB league, uh, top two pick, you're missing out on Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. So let's just say we'll replace that 2021 first with Najee Harris. Would I prefer Najee, Henry Ruggs, and Van Jefferson or DK Metcalf in a 2021 second? I prefer DK Metcalf in a 2021 second over Harris, Henry Ruggs, and Van Jefferson. So uh, I think that was a good deal uh, for my patron, my squad member. I think that was a damn good deal without even the context. I mean, one QB league, even if it's Travis Etienne, give me DK in the 2021 second over Etienne, Henry Ruggs, and Van Jefferson. Like the deal. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Next trade we're going to talk about is involving DJ Chark is in the deal, DJ Samuel, and some picks. So a rebuilding team, and this guy needed a wide receiver. He is a win-now team. Let's take a look. So my patron, squad member, received Debo Samuel a 2022 first and a 2022 second round pick for DJ Chark, a 2021 third, two 2021 third round picks. Yeah. I mean, I guess this works out. This is one of those trades where it works out, but for both is Chark the best win now wide receiver. Probably not, but Debo being hurt. And that's my issue with Debo. He's just, he was hurt throughout his career at South Carolina and he's been hurt, you know, consistently through through his early 
two-year NFL career. He's hurt right now or on the COVID list or whatever it is. But I like Debo, the first and the second over Chark in the two third-round picks. So, yeah, easy deal. Like that deal. That's a, that's a terrific trade for the individual receiving those picks. And uh, just reading one of the comments, Ben, back to that DK side. You know, this stuff is delayed a little bit. But he said, give me the DK side easy. Acquiring the dynasty wide receiver one at that age is a big win. Buy high early and be happy. Yeah, I'm with Ben on that one. I, I love the DK side of that deal without even contextualizing how the how the trade happened. So, all right, here we go. Another one. Uh, this is a 12-team Superflex tight end premium. This individual is loaded at wide receiver and weak at running back. His only real options were Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. He is in first place, but the second place team has more points scored, and, and he is in total win-now mode. All right, win now deal. Let's see what it was. Gave up, uh, gave up Josh Jacobs. Toon Patrol gave up Josh Jacobs. Smithers gave up Tyreek Hill. So I'm assuming uh, he received Josh Jacobs and he gave up Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, I feel like you probably could have gotten a little bit more for Tyreek Hill, but sometimes is it even worth trying to squeeze the last little ounce of juice out of the orange? And in my opinion, sometimes it's just not worth it. Sometimes you get your guy, you move on. Uh, do I think this is a a one for one in a uh, you know PPR league? Probably not. You probably could have. You probably could have asked for a, a 2021 third included with Tyreek Hill, depending on when this deal happened. But I don't, I don't hate it, you know, especially after his blow. This happened on the third. So this was after uh, his blow up game, his big game that he had on uh, Sunday versus the versus the Jets. Uh, but I don't hate it, man. You get Josh Jacobs, you're running back stunk. You were trying to win. You're in first place. You're loaded at wide receiver. Uh, go get you a running back. So I know some other people may not like that deal, but sometimes I don't even, I'm just like, let me get my guy and get out of here. Get in, get out. Let's, let's move on. So, all right, next deal, next deal, next deal. 32 team start running back wide receiver, tight end flex, super flex. This individual lost Dak Prescott and Kittle for the year. So I put it, I put everyone, but Dak Kittle and nuke on the block and he got this trade five minutes later and smashed it. I, I'm really trying to understand this one, folks. I, I, this, this makes no sense. This trade makes, this is an absolutely terrific trade for, for my man in the Patreon, but an absolutely horrific trade for whoever sent this five minutes after he put his whole team on the block. He received Calvin Ridley for Latavius Murray and McCole Hardman. <laughs> this is what I tell my patrons. I say this. Sometimes when stuff comes in your inbox so foolish, you don't come ask the squad, what do we think? Would we do this? You press accept and then come back and tell us, look at what I did. And this is this is ridiculous. Who in their right mind would send Latavius Murray and McCall Hardman for Calvin Ridley? I don't know. This is this is a bad one. And uh, I mean, he tried to redact the person's name, but Mac G 11 B patreon.com forward slash all gas. Come come holler at us, man. So we can keep you from making these egregious roster killing moves because this one made no sense. And if this was a buy high, if this was like basing it off of what McCall Hardman did versus the Jets. Boy, this is a, this, this is, um, 
<laughs> Wolf in the chat. I'm not a veto guy at all, but this is the type of deal you veto. Okay, so I'm going to, I got to, I got to say something. I got I to gotta tell y'all something before we move on to the next deal. So in my, in my home dynasty league, in my home dynasty league, the team that is dead last team is absolute trash. Okay. 10 team, uh, high buy-in. This is, this is an important league. He was trying to shop Devontae Adams. He's trying to shop Devontae Adams. I was in deep negotiations with him. All of a sudden, I get a phone call, like frantically, and he's like, gee, I did not mean to press accept. Will you sleep? I did not mean to press accept. I did not mean to press accept. And I'm like, what happened? Like, I didn't even have the notification yet. I go into the group and I see a trade, Tom Brady for Devontae Adams, one for one. And I'm faced with a dilemma as a commish because I am not in favor of vetoing bad deals. It's not my... You make a bad deal, that's on you, right? I don't do that. But he literally, he had to have called me within 15 seconds of the trade happening and he gives me the story. So now I'm faced with the dilemma as the commish. And these are all guys I know. These are boys, grew up with them, know them. We play in multiple leagues together. But as a commish, I was faced with this decision like for the integrity of the league, do I reverse this deal? He's telling me it's a mistake. How you make a mistake accepting that, I don't know. He's swearing on his son's life. He's telling me it's a mistake. What do I do as a commish? You know, I know Scott Fish with some of the safe leagues say if you email him, if both owners email Scott within 15 minutes and tell him there was a mistake, he'll reverse it. Like, but I'm in a position where we've never done that. There's there's been one time in the five-year history of this league where a deal was reversed and it was truly a mistake. Both owners came to me, but Long story short, in this situation, I regrettably, like in a hard decision for me, I had to reverse that. Adams for Tom Brady, one for one in a dynasty league, tiered PPR, like the integrity of the league was at stake at that point. But what I did in order to try to rectify that for the the receiving party who kind of got screwed is that individual cannot make trades um, throughout probably the draft season. Like he's just got what he has and he lost his second round pick. Um, he, he lost a second round pick, which is probably going to be the 201 or the 202 at worst. Again, in the 10 team league, that's a top 12 pick. And one of the comments were, if he called before you even saw the trade, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but how you accidentally press accept when you're D de- like it, just fishy, man. And then there was some other stuff that went on. But long story short, as the commission, I had to protect the integrity of the league. Vito reversed the deal and gave the owner who received Devontae Adams a comp pick. We talked about it. Both parties agreed. So he lost the pick. Don't make stupid errors like that again. Now back to the trade show and let's talk a little Tyler Lockett. Terrible or terrific. No context here, so we're just going to assume uh, half-point PPR or PPR league. None of us playing standard leagues. God, I hope not. So this deal, uh, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton, and a fourth-round pick for J.K. Dobbins, Juju Smith-Schuster, and a third-round pick. I don't know which side my guy's on, my, my patron, my squad member. I don't know which side. And we don't have the context of the league break, you know, the scoring format. But Tyler Lockett, Sutton in a fourth, or J.K. Dobbins, Juju Smith-Schuster in a third. 
man, man, this one, I need some help, folks. This is, this one is tough for me. I want to say I want the jo- Dobbins, Juju, and third round pick side. That's probably the side I'd lean with. That's probably the side I would lean with. But man, this one is because Tyler Lockett's one of those underrated wide receivers. I think Cortland Sutton is supreme. I, I think he's really good. I know he tore his knee up or whatever the hell happened, but I like Sutton a lot. I like Lockett tethered to a Hall of Fame quarterback. This one is tough because J.K. Dobbins, this wheels up for Dobbins in 2021, people. I'm, I, You know, when you're talking about the top five uh, running backs next year, you've got Kamara, uh, CMC, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook. And I, I'm, I know it's hot takey. I think Dobbins is going to be up there. I said it and I stand by it. I said it. It's on paper. It's on video that he is going to be the running back taken before JT and Clyde Edwards Elayer in 2021. I said it. I said that shit. People thought I was crazy. It didn't look good. And I stand by it. I stand by it. Dobbins is going to be the back that you want to own. He's right there with Clyde for me. I'd go Dobbins, Clyde. And then if we're being real, I'd probably go James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and then JT would be somewhere down there. But this is this one is getting the getting the chat fired up. Juju and JK, uh, pretty even, lean a bit Dobbins. Uh, Lockett is so underrated by everyone. He's underrated by everybody, everybody. And if Sutton comes back, being that dominant force that he looked like he was going to be in 2021, um, and then you get that. And this, this is, this is a good one. I prefer the Dobbins juju side, but this is a good one. Uh, Jeff in the chat said the most egregious part is that Gabe Davis was dropped. Yeah. I'd be trying to pick up Gabe Davis. I like Gabe Davis. All right, here we go. Here we go. Aaron Jones. Let's talk a little Aaron Jones in this deal and the setup here. What do we have? Uh, 12 team dynasty, super flex PPR tight and premium. All right. Uh, depending on the placement, two first isn't, uh, that's brand. That's some comment. All right, let's see. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what this deal was. Where's my stuff? Aaron Jones. So this individual traded Allen Robinson, Sam Darnold, DJ Dallas, a 2021 second round pick and acquired Aaron Jones, Brandon Ayuk in a 2021 fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Jones. Give me Ayuk. Ayukin, give me Ayuk and the 2021 fourth, which I'll package and trade to move up later on. Like, I don't, don't even care about it or I'll pick somebody. You, you subscribe to the station. You'll know players in the fourth round. That'd be useful. Giving up Allen Robinson. Yeah, that hurts. But Brandon Ayuk is an ascending talent. San Francisco is probably going to take a quarterback next year because Nick Mullins is garbage. CJ Bethard, Bethard, whatever his name is is not good. And Jimmy Garoppolo is stealing money right now from, from John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers organization, just theft, absolute theft. Um, it'd be pretty cool to see a player like Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, uh, in San Francisco next year. I think both of those players and even, even you, I don't think you want to start them right away, right? You don't want, I'm not saying get Zach Wilson and throw him in the starting role, but let them sit behind Jimmy G, learn the professional game and maybe move on from Garoppolo for the 2022 season. But I love getting Aaron Jones and Brandon Ayuk. You're getting a top top 10 dynasty running back and a potential top 20 dynasty wide receiver for A-Rob Darnold Dallas in a second. Good job. 
Good deal right there. All right, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? All right, move this player to a contender. Picks are likely back half unless something drastic happens. Gives me two firsts, two first round picks and four seconds in the upcoming draft. Well, let's see what player was moved. All right, so let me let me look here. Uh, received a 2021 first and a 2021 second for Adam Thielen. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. It's a good deal. Thielen is still dope. Thielen is still good. But if you can get a first and a second, and you know, even though it's back half, um, I would love, uh, I would love to get those picks for an aging wide receiver. Here's my philosophy on these wide receivers. If you're a contender, if you are a true, like I'm going to win this year and I'm probably going to be in a chance to win next year, go get Thielen, go get Julio Jones. You know, those are the type of wide receivers I want. Their long-term dynasty value is probably not high, but for the next two to three years, they'll be okay. I'm a big time advocate of being a year early opposed to a year late. That's just me. I'd rather move, if I'm not a contending team, I'm moving Julio. He's probably going to be an elite wide receiver next year and probably pretty damn good the year after that. But I'm 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 all for cashing my chips out and moving on a year early opposed to a year too late. And I think this move uh trading Adam Thielen for a first and a second was a fantastic example of that. Now we are down to our last trade, and I want to talk a little bit about this one. It's a super flex tight end premium. This individual is in a rebuild. Uh, we got one more that came through. Ben is in the chat, and Ben has been uh, Ben has been active. So we're gonna we're gonna highlight Ben's first because this is a uh, wait a minute. Did this just happen? Did this just happen in in my own league? This is I'm not happy about this. Oh, the trade happened before the Moss two TD game. Okay, all right. So in my listener league, it's a 14 team super flex tiered PPR, and my man Ben Ben traded uh, Justin Jefferson. Tamarion Terry, Justin Ross, and Zach Moss for Kyle Pitts, a high 2021 Debbie first round pick, Jerion Ely, and Terrace Marshall. All right. So Justin Jefferson, stud. Tamarion Terry, super talented, probably going to be a day two pick, most likely late second, third round pick. Justin Ross, he may never play again. He may play again. Will he be the same guy? I'm not sure. And then Zach Moss. So for me in this deal, the premium assets that were moved were Justin Jefferson and Zach Moss. Upside with Terry, not counting on much from Justin uh, Justin Ross. Four, Kyle Pitts. Yes, please. And a tiered PPR tight end premium league. A high Debbie 2021 first. Not going to tell you who I would take with that pick, but I like it. Jerion Ely. We'll see if he even plays football in the future. He's a really talented baseball player. Terrace Marshall, believe he's one of those wide receivers that probably can see first round draft capital in the 2021 NFL draft. Absolute monster from LSU, 6'3", 6'4", 200 pounds and tearing up college football. Um, I think this is kind of even. I'd probably prefer the pit side of this deal. I'd probably prefer the pit side of this deal, but getting Justin Jefferson and Zach Moss... Um, that's pretty solid, man. That's, that's man. Ah, ah, probably. I kind of like Jefferson and Moss. Sorry. I like Jefferson and Moss. That's the side I like better. I like Jefferson and Moss. Pitts is dope. Marshall is dope. 
Ely at 5'8", 190, he's got to be bigger in order for me to really buy into him being a, a difference maker at the next level. And then the Devi first is nice. But I'd, I'd take Jefferson, Zach Moss, and Tamari Ontario over Pitts and Terrace Marshall. So, all right, now we get into the last deal. The last deal, Superflex tight end premium. This individual is in a rebuild mode, and he picked up what should be a mid-first round pick in the 2021 draft. This is a good, this is a good deal. This is a good deal. So he received Dak Prescott in a 2021 first for Kyler Murray. And this is how you get better in Dynasty. Dak was not helping the individual who had him. Not helping him whatsoever. He's on the bench. He's not playing. And, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, to get Kyler Murray, add Kyler Murray to your team, that helps that individual for sure. Dak's going to be back. He's going to be fine. He's coming back to a team who hopefully, as a Cowboys fan, they draft the big tackle out of Oregon to solidify that offensive line, get Dak some protection. You get Dak back with those pass catchers, with Ezekiel Elliott, with a healthy Lyle Collins, with hopefully an upgrade at the tackle position uh, with, with Sewell from Oregon. And you've got your top five dynasty quarterback right back in the fold plus a mid-2021 first-round pick. Because it's super flex, Lawrence and Fields are gone with the first two. Zach Wilson gets first-round draft capital. He's gone. Trey Lance gets first-round draft capital. He's probably gone. So that's four quarterbacks within the first 12 picks. That's going to push down Chase, ETN, Najee Harris. Love it, love it, love it. Give me Dak and at worst case, uh, Jalen Waddle, give me Dak and Jamar Chase, give me Dak and Travis Etienne, give me Dak and Najee Harris over Kyler Murray. But I think this was a good deal for both teams. But I prefer the Dak Prescott in 2021 first round pick side of the deal. And that is it, people. That is it. Happy Friday. Pac 12 is back this weekend. Thank you for everybody in the chat that joined. Appreciate the commentary. Y'all rocking with me on a Friday. Um, You know, uh, I don't know how many people still are going to be able to trade after this week. So we'll see. These shows have been getting tons of, uh, of feedback on YouTube, tons of feedback on the podcast. So make sure you stay locked in. I appreciate you tuning in. If you like the video, please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, it, it allows more viewers to see the channel. It, it recommends it for people. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Come hang out with us over on patreon.com forward slash all gas. Be great. Dominate your dynasty and Devi leagues with Destination Devi. But y'all know what's next. I'm out. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.